Welcome to the Flesh and Blood Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn. Today, Andrew and I are chatting with an amazing tattooer from Statesboro, Georgia. He goes by the name of Tattoo Trust. He's got a special story. And he's been incredibly successful despite his humble beginnings. He's racking up the awards from the likes of George's Best and conventions around the country. You can find him on Instagram, at Tattoo Trust. Runs a shop called New Era Tattoo out of Statesboro, Georgia. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Tattoo Trust, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. Why don't you uh, let the folks know who you are and what you do? I'm Tattoo Trust. I live in Statesboro, Georgia. I also own and operate New Era Inc. Tattoo Studio. We've been operating now since 2017, I believe. Uh, if I can call the date offhand, it would be May 7th is our official open date. Yeah, I've been tattooing roughly since 2012. I got a apprenticeship at a, at a local shop. Stayed there for a little while. Kind of felt like, you know, I could grow somewhere else. So I left there, um, went to a shop that had, you know, just opened up. They weren't even there a few months. And they kind of allowed me to express myself in my art a little better. You know, they, they just gave me a little more free roam with it. But yeah, and it just kind of took off from there. I started doing tattoo conventions. My first tattoo convention was the Jacksonville Tattoo Convention, roughly like five years ago now. Hit the ground running. It was like, you know, hitting those sh- that show for the first time kind of opened my eyes to what this really has to offer. You know what I mean? It, it was like, you know, you're in a small city and then boom, you, you've got a hundred people that look like you, that talk like you, that act like you. And it's like, holy crap, you know, I, I found something. That show work is a different uh, a different beast, though, no? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. I remember the first, uh, when I went to that Jacksonville show, it was the biggest eye-opening experience of my life to that point because I went in thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I do good tattoos. I thought at that time, you know, <laughs> that I was pretty good. Until I ran into some really good artists. And I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm not ready yet. You know, it was a it was a it was a shakeup. Like, oh yeah, you needed this. You're not yeah. the best. Get back to the drawing board time. So yeah. So tell me who are some of your inspirations? Who do you look to as tattooers you'd like to emulate? So I mean, you know, you've got your greats, you know, Nico Hurtado, Phil Garcia. Um, but there's artists that people don't really know like that. You know, Roly T-Rex, uh, he was on season 10 of Ink Masters, very good friend of mine. Brandon Hutchinson out of, uh, he owns Aces Inc. It's in Florida. But yeah, he, he he's taught me a bunch. We were on the same uh, pro team together when, when I was sponsored by Nata Tattoo, but they're no longer a company that I know of. But yeah, Brandon Hutchinson, Tony Costello. Excellent artist, hell of an artist. And I can't forget about Benny Gonzalez out of Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. Awesome dude. He's taught me so much. Funny story with him. The first time I ever went to a show and won my awards was at Spooky Empire, I think like three years ago, four years ago, something like that. And I was doing a Pennywise piece on the back of my brother's leg. And we went outside. I thought I was finished up. You know, we had been on it for like five and a half, six hours. And I thought I was finished up. We walked outside. Benny was outside smoking a cigarette. And he goes, go back in the top of that head. Smoothen that out. Blend that out some. And it's just you're not. I beat him and another high-quality artist in that, in that same day with that piece. 
So he turned around and looked at me. It's like, you, you, you. <laughs> I was like, hey, I appreciate it, man. Nah, it was a, it was an awesome weekend. Um, I, I have never had a problem with taking advice from other artists, whether they be, you know, uh, more well-known than me or not. You know, I feel like you can learn something from everybody. Let's go back. This is, it was good to get like the overall map of your career. 2012 is when you started as Apprentice. Tell us about just before that, were you an artist in other mediums or how did you decide this was a career that you wanted to pursue? That's a good question. So I did not want to be an artist at all. I got released from prison at the beginning of 2012. And, you know, my wife was like, what you're going to do now? What are you going to do now? And I had options of like construction work that I had been doing my whole life and whatnot. But I just, you know, after you've been on your knees for so long, doing that type of job, it just, it wasn't for me anymore. So she was like, hey, let's let's go check out a tattoo shop. You know, see if you can get an apprenticeship and, and learn how to tattoo. You, you love art. And I've always said you need to do something with your art. And I always give her credit. You know, she's the reason I'm doing this. You know, and uh, we got into a local, like I said, we got into that local shop and it's just, I hit the ground running. It was definitely something that put me on a path to succeed. I'm now taking care of my family. I employ other people. So I'm giving other people an opportunity. It's just something that I've always wanted to do. I saw your post the other day about your wife. I think it was her birthday. And you had some some text in there about that she's helped you through thick and thin and that, you know, it might embarrass her to for you to talk about it too much. But obviously, somehow she just plucked out of the ether that you should be a tattoo artist. And here you are <laughs> being a great tattoo artist, employing people. But maybe you could talk a little bit more about your relationship and, and you know, what she means to you. So it's funny. A couple of people thought it was her birthday. Basically, what I was doing was... Every day I'm trying to post a friend, somebody I know, somebody I know who grinds, who really goes after it and gets it, regardless of what they do. They, I mean, they don't even have to have a career. If I see them just working out and going hard every day and just shredding body, you know, just looking good, I'm trying to give those people that little bit of platform that they never get. You know what I'm saying? That little bit of recognition that, you know, nobody ever sees me working hard. Nobody ever sees what I do. Well, I'm trying to give people that feeling because I understand it. So I did that for her. She's never in the she's never in the limelight. She's always in the shadows. She's always pushing me and giving me inspiration and and, and at times, you know, knocking me across the head, getting that getting that hard head in the side of me, figuratively speaking, of course. But she's just been a driving force, man. Like she's, you know, what are you doing to get better? She's asking me things that I should be asking myself a lot of times. What are you doing to get better? You know, or have you watched any videos? Have you drawn anything lately? If I find myself, you know, being just not really feeling like touching anything, she's like, well, you know, even that's what that's when you feel like you should do it. So she's given me a lot of inspiration just to be a better artist, a better father, a better husband. Like she's she's pretty much the person I needed in my corner, especially during that period when I was going through the things that I was going through. That's incredible, man. And and so you started as an apprentice in 2012, and eventually you worked your way up to opening your own studio. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you just briefly what what it's like to start to build a brand for yourself, and then for the people that that you work with. You know, what does that look like in the in the next couple of years? What I'm trying to do with my brand is I came from absolutely like nothing, like very low class home. My mom was a single mother. She did everything for me. It, and it was hard. You know, I know she she went through tough times. You know what I mean? 
And so I'm trying to build a generational wealth for not only myself, but my children. You know, I'm trying to give them that peace that I never had. And it, it's been a difficult road. You know, when I first opened up New Era, I had no clue what I was doing. I had to learn as I went because nobody took me to the side and said, hey, this is how you're supposed to do things. You know, I had mentors here and there, but it, it just wasn't the things that I needed to hear to get where I am now. So there was a lot of bumps and bruises along the way, you know, just situations that may have come up that I didn't know how to handle, you know, things like that that just weren't told to me or or weren't taught to me. So I had to learn. And sometimes I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> Taxes in a business is a whole, whole nother ball. <laughs> like that's a whole nother ball game. Um, and I didn't know that. Nobody ever taught me about taxes. So it was like, man, when they started coming to me with fees and, and permits and all these other things, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know it was all this. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I definitely recommend for people who want to own a tattoo shop or want to own a business in general, do your homework. Do your homework. Do as much homework as you possibly can. You know, write it all down. See it. Don't just, you know, read it and skim through it. Like, see it. Write it down. Memorize it. Know what you need to know because it's important. It really is. For example, like, I didn't know that you can write off the clothes that you wear. So, like, when I, whenever I do a tattoo video and I show my, myself in my TikTok video or my Instagram video, the clothes that I wear are then a write-off because now I'm promoting myself as an artist and as a business. So the clothing is a part of that. Didn't know that to begin with. So yeah, you learn a lot. You know, you learn a lot. Sometimes doing it your own way is 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 definitely the harder way sometimes. And it's really it sounds like it would have been a lot easier if a mentor, like you said, did you have someone like that now, or have you just sort of over the years and bumps and bruises and you've just amassed the scar tissue that you you kind of know what you're doing. That's part one. And part two is, are you a mentor to others at this point or how are you trying to pay that forward? Definitely. It, it's a it's a balance now of things that I've learned and things that other people know. Like shout out to Scott Martin, who owns Good Vibrations in Orlando and Philadelphia. That dude knows business. He knows tattoo business. He knows what he's talking about. Like he, I, I, When he's talking, I'm listening. You know what I mean? He's done it. Chico, my brother Chico out of Miami, Florida, who owns uh, Mark for Life. He owns like he owns five shops or he's part of five shops. And when he talks, I listen. He's just got a brilliant business mind. These guys know what they're doing. You know, and like I said before, you know, I, I have no problem listening and learning from somebody else who knows better than me. I, I'm not the type of person to say, oh, I know because I know you don't know nothing like I, I know just shows me that you don't know anything. Hear, hearing somebody talk and 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 understanding and comprehending what they're telling you and then actually putting it into work and it working out is a tremendous feeling. As far as me being a mentor to other people, I feel like I'm beginning to be. I'm noticing more artists, more shop owners, things like that who come and talk to me who ask me questions, uh, you know, whether it's about tattooing itself or about the business in general. So, yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm starting to be. Uh, obviously, I'd like to reach as many people as possible because I feel like there's a lot that I can teach people, whether it be just tattooing or the business side of tattooing. It's not easy. So, you know, I'm all the help you can give is, is what I live by, you know, reach one, teach one type deal. 
Like I, I love sharing that with people. So what's been the toughest thing? I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic. I mean, that, uh, that clearly had to impact your business. But other than that, like what's been the toughest part of launching your business? The pandemic did, did hit us. Now, thankfully, I do live in Georgia. Governor Kemp's not as strict on those type of rules. And he uh, he got us open a month after COVID started. So we weren't closed for too terribly long, but it did make an impact. Like I have seen a drop in, in tattoos themselves. Just not as many clients coming in as walk-ins. Because, you know, some people are still scared that they'll, they'll contract COVID. As far as just the overall, just opening a shop and running it, I'd say dealing with the different personalities that come into your shop. And I'm not talking about clients. I'm definitely talking about artists because, you know, (laughs) there's some artists that just just be all over the place. Yeah. I'm glad you made that clarification because I was going to ask you about personalities from a from a now you're a leader, right? From a leadership perspective, as well as from a from a customer service perspective. But go ahead. Yeah. Just with the artists, you know, it's kind of like being a coach. You're balancing people's profiles. You're balancing their their characteristics. And sometimes you just have people that just don't mesh well with the people that are already in your shop. I'm not the type of person where I'm going to like, you know, fire anybody because of that. But, you know, once it becomes known, it's, it's more like, hey, look, there's no harm, no foul. It, this is just isn't the shop for you. And that's OK. You know, everybody's not going to like working for me. I do pride myself in being a really good operating owner. Um, I'm, I'm not over my artists. I don't I don't haggle them. I'm not, you know, a micromanager or anything like that, because I believe that especially when you're tattooing, when you're comfortable, you're performing at your best. If you got somebody staring over your shoulder telling you you suck all the time, which is what I had, you know, in my apprenticeship, it tends to, you know, just the anxiety is overwhelming sometimes when you got somebody over your shoulder like that. So and as far as the clients go, <laughs> I'm pretty cut and paste. Like I am professional to a T. I'll handle every situation as professionally as possible. I tell all my artists to do the same because at the end of the day, as long as you're handling those situations with with professionalism, There's no way that anybody could come back and say, well, I was treated unfairly. I was done this way. I was done that way. No, ma'am, you were treated. No, ma'am, no, sir. You were treated with complete respect and you were answered. You just didn't like the answers. Because we have people come in all the time and they'll ask for things that they see on Pinterest. And we're just like, ma'am, you know, sir, that's that's just not going to heal like that. And you try to steer them in a different direction. Doesn't work all the time because some people are just hard headed, but, you know, can't make everybody happy. That's something else I had to learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Not just the the clients, but the people that work there. And speaking of those, do you, do you have apprentices at your shop today? And, and sort of how do you go about training them? Like, what does that period look like? Is it a year or two years? It's not really, it's not really a formal pro- process, is it? No, it's not a formal process. Uh, we currently have two apprentices. We have Mary. Um, she's going in about a year now. She's doing really good. She'll be, she'll be, uh, she'll be jumping on skin pretty soon. She's, she's showing... She's got a lot of potential. She's doing really well. She listens. Uh, most of all, she shows up. You know, that's the biggest thing for me, showing up. Like, don't talk me to death. Show me. Um, we got another apprentice. Um, his name's TJ. Very, He's actually a good friend of mine, too. You know, but uh, he's already artistic. So when you say formal, we don't necessarily have a formal way of doing it because people come in at different levels. 
You know, if somebody's doing been doing art their entire life, there's no reason for me to sit down with them for six months and show them how to draw, especially if they already get those concepts of what looks good, what doesn't. You know, you may have to show them like, you know, there may be somebody who, who loves black and gray, but don't want to touch color. Well, you, if you're going to tattoo for me, you need to learn how to color work, too. So I'm curious. I, I, I think about this a lot. Like, you know, from your perspective, do you think anyone can become a tattoo artist or do you think you need to have a certain level of skill in terms of art? No, yeah, I don't think any, anybody can be a tattoo artist just because those schools don't work. Like you see those schools that are advertised all the time. Everybody wasn't meant to be a tattoo artist, just like everybody can't cook. Everybody can't cut hair. Everybody can't be a mechanic. Like there's reasons that you kind of are drawn to something. I was drawn to art. Yeah. You know, you got people who feel like they should have been driving their whole lives. So they love cars. My son, he's five years old and loves cars. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> I don't love cars like that. I'm not a like a mechanic guy. I don't like to work on cars and stuff. Is that your son? Is his name Diesel? Diesel, yep. Diesel, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my son, Diesel. Okay. I have three kids, uh, Aaliyah, Paris, and Diesel. So I wanted to ask you about, uh, you, you mentioned promoting yourself and social media. So I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, your entire career has been in the social media era, but I, you know, it's evolved even in just the last decade since you've been tattooing TikTok and so forth. Are you on TikTok? And like, how do you look at these social channels as a way of developing your brand? Uh, I am on TikTok uh, at Tattoo Trust. Um, so you guys can definitely give me a follow on it. Yeah, it made tattooers go from being able to draw and tattoo to now you need to be able to be a photographer, a, an editor. Uh, you got to be able to put videos on the fly. It's like, you know, you, you went from just tattooing to now you have to be a whole market team. Yeah, production and, studio. God, it's, sometimes it's overwhelming. Just because I'm, I was born in 86. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a big tech guy. I don't like having a phone in my face all the time, which is, you know, cooler for the the, the generation that's coming up because they grew up in that. But I grew up, you you went outside and played till the, till the streetlight came on. You know, it wasn't no sitting in front of a screen all day. It's an eye-opening experience. I do like the reach that it gives you. You know, when I'm having people follow me in California, uh, I've had people follow me from across seas. I've had Eng uh, people from England, Germany, New York, uh, Flo uh, South Florida. I've Puerto Rico, Hawaii. I mean, I've, I've had people follow me from all over the country, all over the world. And yeah, so that reach that it gives you, like, you know, when we were coming up, it, it wasn't a, I can post this and it'd be seen by somebody in, in a whole other state halfway across the country. You, you had to like go to a tattoo convention, literally, you know, win awards and show these magazine companies, look, this is what I do. Cause that's, that's how we marketed back in the day was the magazines. Like, I could, man, Brandon Bond out of Atlanta. I came up seeing Brandon Bond's work all over All or Nothing. Like, it was him, Mike Devries out of Denver. Like, them dudes were like hosses. Like, they killers with it. Like, I love their work. And they're the, the inspiration that I got early on. And it's just crazy how far it's come since then. And, you know, now, now I'm, I'm literally talking with guys like Brandon Bond. I'm talking with guys like Tommy Guns in Jacksonville. Like these guys are awesome. And being able to, to now network with them through these social media platforms is, is priceless. I can call Tommy now and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? I couldn't do that back in the day. You know, like it, it wasn't none of that trying to get these guys like reach them 
was was almost impossible. Do you think that conventions and magazines, well, probably certainly magazines, are less relevant these days? Or what's your view on on conventions? Uh, conventions are, are super relevant. Uh, magazines, not so much. Um, just because it's become so promotional. It's, it's no longer, that's a dope artist, let's have him in our magazine. It's how big of an ad do you want to buy? And then they post your work. Conventions are super, like I said, they, I, I think they're 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 definitely big because you get face on face networking. So you get people walking around from that area, that state, that country, seeing your work. Now you got followers in that area. Now when you come back, it's a higher chance of you booking in that area. So you're growing your platform little by little in each state. I think the first year I did with Natatat, we did like 25 shows. And we were we were all over the place. Me and my brother did a whole tour of Florida, Jacksonville, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, and Tampa in one month. Just drove to each spot. And uh, I got a lot of recognition while I was down there and, and moving all over the country. I haven't won an award in Philadelphia yet. That is the one that just uh, is <laughs> it's just escaping me. I won uh, a, a, for a piece in Baltimore last year, and that, that was awesome. And I just Philly, like if you win a if you win an award at a convention in Philly, you're doing something because the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention, if I'm not mistaken, is the second largest in the world, first largest in the United States. It's over a thousand artists. If you win there, you're you're definitely showing you know the world what you got. In my opinion, I mean it's probably it's Philly, uh, Baltimore, New York, and L.A. Right? Those are the, some of the big ones. I, yeah, I think those are the those are the biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the the biggest, the largest in the in the world, I believe, is the UK one, hmm. the London one, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, uh, yeah, Philly's huge. Like I said, over a thousand a thousand artists, and uh, them guys are gas. Like <laughs> spend nothing before you go down there. <laughs> well, Mike, you're based out of Philly. Have you uh, have you got any of your tattoos at one of those conventions? Not at a convention. I've never gotten a tattoo at a convention. But there is some some great work being done at these conventions. How do you focus at a convention, Tattoo Trust, when you've got like a thousand other artists, you got people buzzing around, you've got, uh, you know, clowns on a unicycle juggling, you know, (laughs) so many distractions. How do you just like, how do you like lock it all out, focus on the piece in front of you? AirPods. (laughs) (laughs) AirPods. Uh, Nah. At first, it was distracting. At first, it was like, oh, my God, there's so many people walking around. Like, uh, I'm having, you know, trouble focusing. And then, you know, it just it just came to, all right, let's settle down. You do this every day. Focus on what's in front of you. Put your AirPods in. Listen to your music. You know, every now and then you'll have people, hey, that looks awesome, or step around and ask you to see it. But other than that, it's, it's, it's not really a, a big deal anymore. It, it, like I said, the first one, it was kind of overwhelming. But then once you kind of get into the, okay, this is what what's expected. This is what I need to do. And just knowing that, okay, I need to put my focus on my work. Once I start focusing on that tattoo, nothing around me matters. You know, I just want to say that it's been awesome meeting you, not only today, but you know, we've known each other for a few months now. Your shop is incredible. You're building a great brand. And you've gotten a lot of recognition for your shop. I'm wondering if there's anything you can say about you know, some of what the market or the, you know, the world is starting to think about the work that you've been building over these last several years. Thank you. I'm glad you asked that question too, because just found out a couple of days ago, 
for the second year in a row, uh, uh, New Era Inc. Tattoo in Statesboro, Georgia is the best tattoo uh, shop in the state. And that was voted per uh, Georgia Business Journal, which is a major company out of Atlanta. Um, I double and tri- I double and triple check references. So I called it there mm-hmm. myself and was like, hey, are y'all the one that's putting this on? Is it real? And they were like, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I've won best tattoo shop in the state the last two years. Best tattoo artist in my city the last couple of years. So yeah, everything's been, been looking up. I've, I've got a great cast. You know, Savannah Arts, she does, she's our newer artist. She's doing great. You can definitely go follow her. Trey Kim is, he, he's, that's, that's my rider. He's been with me since like a year after I opened and he's, he's, he's been holding it down. He's my shop manager, my number two. He's getting constantly better day by day. And, uh, yeah, so everybody's been holding holding it down, doing doing their thing, and I feel like it's been giving us the recognition we need and deserve. Well, it's an incredible achievement, and what a ten year run that your that your wife really set you out on. Yeah. It sounds like on a whim. So you know, from ten years to today, winning you know best studio in the state, second year running. That's an amazing accomplishment, man. Thank uh, you, Tattoo Trust. Thank you so much for coming on and spending your time with us. It's been awesome to get to know you a little bit more and and learn about your your story. So thanks for sharing your time. Oh man, anytime. I appreciate you guys. Thanks to Tattoo Trust for joining us today, and thanks to you, the listeners. If you want to find out more about Tattoo Trust, check them out on Instagram at Tattoo Trust. That's at T A T U T R U S T. You can also check out NewEraInc.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.